So I need to start this episode with a very important question, and that is, what do you call a dinosaur with carrots in its ears? The answer is, anything you like, because they can't hear you. That that was one of our favourite jokes here in the Dowling household for a very long time, Um, all thanks to my son bringing it home from school, and it did the rounds. And as far as jokes go, I don't know, do you find that funny? Had you heard it before? Did you smile? Did you chuckle? Did you groan? Did you roll your eyes? Did you find it offensive? This is all very much to the theme of humour, which is in fact the theme of today's episode. Welcome back to Teeming with Possibility. This is episode 17. And today we're having a kind of a bit of a look at the role of humour in teams. And in fact, does it even have a role to play? Uh, because everyone has a slightly different experience of whether humour is in fact a good thing. And in fact, humour doesn't need to be just jokes by any stretch. Thank goodness. But it does raise the question of when is humour helpful and when does it get in the way? I had a kind of a bit of a shock to my system in terms of the role of humour in teams. Um, this was a few years back now. Uh, and I was facilitating some work with a with a team. It was a sporting team, in fact. And my nature generally is pretty playful. I like to have a bit of a laugh, um, and I'll explain why in just a moment. But I'll never forget uh, receiving a phone call one night after a session that I had run from one of the team members, a senior member of the team. And they were ringing to sort of express some concern that I had made um, a joke during the session that day, and that they were generally of the view that jokes didn't have a place in team sessions. And the joke that I'd made, you know, we were talking about um, principles and behaviours and kind of ideals that the team wanted to commit to in terms of how it would work together, what they could expect from one another, how they'd roll, basically. And... um, Someone had raised the question of how they can best remind themselves of these principles so that they don't forget them. And uh, I made, I think, a quip at the time that, well, you know, of course, one option that many teams subscribe to is just everyone getting a tattoo. And a lot of the room laughed. (laughs) In hindsight, it was a pretty daggy thing to say. Um, But that's often the case with jokes. And um, that was the joke that they were concerned about. And the reason being is they, they said by joking about it, that diminished the person who had come up with the first question in the first place. Um, and perhaps they were right. By joking about it, it might have sounded like I was um, diminishing the importance of the question and making it sound like it was kind of like a laughing matter. That said, I did, you know, straight off the back of the joke, and in fact, in the lead up to it, say, that's a great question, let's talk about that, and, you know, right off the bat, here's my first suggestion, that's where I threw in the tattoo. But on reflection, and I think it did take a little while, on reflection, I probably did become a bit gun-shy for a while around the use of humour in team sessions, and I wonder, well, if one person's had the courage to call me up and express concern about this and reservation, and in fact, even ask me to apologise, is this perhaps a concern or reservation held by many more teams? And do we just value the role of humour differently? 
because it's interesting, right? There is a lot of research and you don't have to scratch very far on this. There's research that shows there are a whole heap of benefits um, wrapped around humor in a workplace setting. There's benefits around camaraderie and team connection. So when when it works, humor, of course, can create a sense of belonging, a sense of collegiality, a sense of um, being together. Uh, humor can also spur creativity and innovative thinking. There's, there's a few different studies that point to this. Um, the idea that by playing with ideas, we can see things differently. And that in turn can also help Uh, fuel resilience. So if we can see the lighter sides of things rather than seeing always the the, the hardship or the difficulty in things, then by reframing things in that way, that can help a team's sense of morale, its ability to kind of grapple with hardship and challenge and essentially to bounce back in the face of difficult circumstances, which is the very kind of definition of resilience. There's also research around its impact on productivity, that um, humour is, and having a sense of humour is also a key trait associated with leadership effectiveness in the eyes of, of people across different workplaces. The list goes on. So we could, from a theory point, say there are plenty of benefits associated with humour, but does it always play out that way? And maybe just as you're listening to this, you might think to yourself, well, what's my own kind of relationship with humour? What does it even mean? in the context of a workplace. And is it something that just organically evolves? Is it just a function of the different people we have in the team and how much sense of humor they bring to the table? Um, Or is it something we actually build as a skill or we're conscious of? And I actually wonder whether for some teams, thinking of humor in a very deliberate way is, is important, certainly for leaders of teams to be conscious of what kind of humor do we allow here? Because here's the, here's the thing, once humor creeps in, once people do start having a laugh about stuff and you know rolling lightly with things, it can sometimes be very hard to pull it up and to talk about um, difficult issues because we don't want to interrupt the vibe. We don't want to um, pop, pop the bubble. We don't want to um, come down all heavy on what seems to be a convivial, lighthearted, fun relationship or or situation, which is all the more credit to this team member who called me to express concern about my joke because that was against the tide. Like there were a lot of people laughing in the room at the time when when I did make that joke. And so it was a bit of a party pooper moment to ring up and complain about it, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't have. It just takes a lot of courage to go against the tide in that way. So are you aware of the role humor is playing or isn't playing? And are you keeping a bit of a finger on the pulse of that? From a personal point of view, I definitely think that humor comes down to our ability to do a couple of things. One is to to be playful. And I, I, I value playfulness in the context of teamwork. The ability for a team to have fun with one another, I think, indicates a sense of belonging with each other. So if we can have fun with each other, it suggests that we enjoy each other's company uh, and that we are all welcome here. That's so long as it's done right. And I'll say a bit about that in just a second. So humor when done well kind of translates as that playfulness. It's the smiles. Like I think of, um, 
you know, cub lions wrestling on the ground. I don't know why cub lions, what was wrong with puppies or kittens? But anyway, cub lions wrestling on the ground and playing with each other. Out of a scene from The Lion King, even um, laughing and just having a good time. That creates this kind of comfort. Everyone is off guard. It says we don't have to be alert because things are safe here. So that's the first thing I'd say. The other thing about humor is is that thing of a team's ability to see the lighter side of situations. Like There's that old expression of like, we're not performing brain surgery here, or it's not rocket science. We're not saving lives is an expression sometimes teams will use as a way of kind of dispelling the intensity of a conversation when in fact, objectively speaking, the stakes aren't that high. It's just a game that we're playing. So that ability to kind of pop the seriousness bubble and to say we don't take ourselves too seriously, we're happy to look at the lighter sides of things, that actually frees us up. It creates a safety now to say, well, then if we're happy to see the lighter side of things, we're not taking ourselves too seriously. It means that our identity individually and collectively is not hinged upon the success of everything we do or the perfection with which we do it every single day which now creates space for us to experiment and try things and to do things a little bit differently and to ask each other questions even if we're wrong to 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 you know propose different ways of thinking about things even if they're wrong because nothing is really that high in terms of the stakes so i think humor allows you that space as well It's why when I work with teams and when I facilitate or coach teams, I do quite a lot to sort of be playful in the environment, to create an environment which says, look, let's just dance lightly with everything in all these conversations. Um, That's not to say we don't pause to really listen deeply and to honor important conversations as they emerge. But as we go, I as the facilitator am not trying to bring this kind of overbearing earnestness and seriousness to every moment of the session, which I think can happen when you often bring in an external facilitator, is things just get artificially earnest when, in fact, this should be a space where we can have some fun and enjoy ourselves and connect as humans as well. So to me, those two aspects of humor are really important. And I I kind of reckon that's a great conversation for teams to have is when you're next having kind of a session to reflect on how you're going as a team or how you want to go in 2024 or beyond, you might ask yourself that question of like, you know, what role does fun play? What role does play have here? What 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 role does uh, humor have here? How would you describe our humor as a team? And get a bit deliberate and conscious about it. What a great thing to kind of play with. Because with that deliberateness, I think what it also does is now forces everyone, yourself included, myself included, to go, oh, hang on. Is there a time when humor actually might be masking something a little more sinister or something that could have a detrimental effect? When is it that humor might, in fact, appear to create laughs in the room or appear to create lightness in the room? But actually, by simply calling it humor, we're we're excusing it of some of its less desirable effects. Now, whether that's um, excluding others in the room by teasing them in some way, 
or whether it is by diminishing a point of view by laughing about it, or whether it is apparently making some remarks that actually feel quite aggressive in a passive way, but aggressive or hurtful or pointed at somebody by using sarcasm or cynicism. Or when is it that people, you know, laugh off a situation which actually belies the fact that they're not taking responsibility for their role in it or their need to uh, be a change, and a sort of an agent of change in that moment. So looking for those moments when humor can actually backfire. And often what that can be a sign of is that some, some people's use of humor might be actually more generally a negative use than others. And as a team, what we kind of need to do is normalize around a way in which we find humor to be useful and helpful, but also being aware of there are times when humor is, is not and talking about that. There's some kind of really interesting research um, done at uh, in over in Canada. I'm having a moment of blankness. I need to look it up quickly for you. Oh, here it is um, from the Department of Psychology at the University of Western Ontario. Um, in in Canada. And this research, which was back in 2003, actually gave rise to a paper which has become a, um, a reference point for a lot of research around humor over the years since. And this was, was done by um, a few different authors. Um, they talk about the individual differences in uses of humor and their relation to psychological well-being. And in particular, what emerged from that was the development of a humor styles questionnaire. And if you look up this work from University of Western Ontario by um, Professor Martin um, and others, they essentially landed on this idea that there are four types of humor. And if you if you think of these types of humor, they're they're playing with two different spectrums. So on one spectrum, there's humor which is very high in building relationships um, and other focused, and then there is humor that is very self focused. Then you've got humor, which is very positive in terms of its impact and humor that's negative in terms of its impact. And what that led to was these sorts of four types of humor. So one type of humor they talk about is affiliative humor. And affiliative humor is humor that builds relationships, builds connections. So it's it's high in its focus on others and it's high in its positive impact. Then you have um, the other positive form of humor, which is now, though more self-focused, which is called self-enhancing humor, which is where humor kind of builds our strengths up, but kind of quietly and, and wittily, you know, perhaps entertains and celebrates our strengths or our relationships with each other and makes us look good and feel good. So we've got two types now in the positive spectrum, which is affiliative and self-enhancing. And I love this idea that humor can be used in a playful way to build us up as opposed to humor being a way that's meant to kind of make us laugh, even at the discomfort of a situation, but by knocking us or someone down in the room. And that now leads into the two negative types, which is aggressive humor, which is focused on others, but is negative in its impact. And the other is self-defeating humor, which is self-focused and negative in its impact. Self-defeating could actually sometimes be described as what some people call self-deprecating humor. But in fact, I think self-deprecating doesn't always have to be self-defeating. Um, sometimes humor can be used in a way that's modest, uh, modesty expressed with a smile. Uh, you know, so, 
you know, making, you know, just lighthearted moment, comments in the moment. What would I know about this? Um, what would I know about this? I, I haven't worked a minute, a minute in your world before. Um, could be a humor, hu- a more humorful way of saying, look, I've, I'm absolutely not qualified to deal with this situation at all. That's self-deprecation, um, making mistakes and then laughing about your own mistakes in front of a group. Like, I'm trying to type up a document in front of everyone live on a screen, and I keep, you know, having a joke about the fact that you know, he, my, my fat fingers. Um, that could be perceived of and heard as either self-defeating or it could be self-enhancing. In other words, in other words, does it effectively say you've all caught me out in my stupidity and my weakness, or does it effectively say? Isn't it great that we can make mistakes like this in a room such as this uh, and have some fun about it? And because we're all humans, which of them, which of those two things does your use of humor effectively say in a team? So I think being able to identify and name those different types of humor could be a useful bit of language for some teams, but definitely for leaders, because what it then allows you to do is then go track the use of humor in a room and make an assessment of are there times at which I or other individuals in the team actually may appear to be creating positive energy in the room because some people are laughing, but not everyone is. And being really attuned to the possibility that what's happening in those moments is that humor is either self-defeating and therefore um, creating a bit of a black hole in terms of energy, or that it's aggressive, it's excluding people in some way. It's somehow saying to other people that I am better than you. That's a kind of a status play, the use of humor in that way, or belittling people for their mistakes. But again, with the tone of humor and laughter. Because here's the problem, right? Humor, when used poorly, becomes an excuse for bad behavior. And we never want humor to play that way. So, one of the things I find really useful to do with teams is to play some games together or to do some activities together that are inherently playful as a way of trying to gauge the way the team uses humor in those moments. It's a great laboratory, humor laboratory as it were. So part of my background being from the world of improvisation, I'll often spend some time with teams actually getting them to do improv with each other. And when I set people up in examples and situations and exercises and activities, you can see some people, they choose to laugh together. So their shared environment creates laughter. And by laughing together, they're building camaraderie, a shared experience. But you need to be really attuned for, and I'm deliberately setting this up, is attuning for people who laugh at others in the room or laugh at themselves in what is inherently a negative way and encouraging other people to be also on guard for the fact that you could also look stupid like me. So trying to find some environments where you deliberately are looking to see how the, the team responds in terms of its laughter with one another, then allows you maybe to coach gently those moments. So when you see people in environments like that, laughing together, celebrating that fact, saying, isn't it awesome that we can be all out of our comfort zone here and yet what we're doing is laughing at ourselves together that shared experience is fabulous um 
And when you hear those moments of whether it's sarcasm or microaggression in the form of humor, to be able to pull those moments up really quickly and lightly as well, again, with a gentle smile on your face and say, it's really easy in these moments of discomfort to want to point at our own mistakes or others and laugh at them. But of course, remembering there's always someone who is paying the price of those moments of laughter. So instead, how can we in these moments celebrate our experiences, celebrate our mistakes, celebrate our awkwardness in a way that feels positive for all? And that requires some courage to kind of coach a team in that way. But I do think it's a really important use of how we use humor. Anyhow, what about you? What's your kind of reflection on how does humor get best used in a team setting? How do you how do you do anything about humor that is more than um, just letting it play out the chemistry of the people in the room? Can you coach it? Can you talk about it in a conscious way? Or does doing that by, by almost definition suddenly um, remove its magic? Um, that's, I guess, where I want to leave your thoughts on this. Um, have you got a favorite joke that you like to crack in a team environment that doesn't feel awkward? and contrived if so let me know hit me up with an email as always at podcast at simondowling.com.au i would love to hear your thoughts um and uh otherwise let's go off and see if we can find different ways to make each other smile today i heard this on a podcast this morning that i was listening to on my morning walk with the um guy who was talking on this podcast said what i wake up every day doing is what can i do to make my team smile today and maybe that's a fabulous way to start with this question I shall see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.